Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. We're back. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossin Rock, Disopolis, DJ Nikki Snacks, Kreider with his shades on, and he's back in the mix, the Quan Cosby. So get your horns up because here we What's go. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, 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 Quan, baby. Welcome back, brother. Yeah, you know what? I've been doing the intro without you on the show, and it just, I don't know what it was in my mind. It just sounded so wonky. And then now it's that so, you're here, so, so plain, Jane. And now that you're here with us, Nick's got his sunglasses. Nick's been wearing sunglasses <laughs> inside. This Nick's is our second. Good, man. We I got like the it. bright lights hitting us right here. So I need to be protected at all angles. Yeah. So basically, By the way, for the new setup is pretty, pretty, pretty damn nice. Jen, so Ooh, like thank, you. thank you. Wait till you. So for everyone listening audio wise, me, Nick, and Toss are moved into our new studio in Manhattan Beach. It's a little bare bones. We don't have the wallpaper up yet, which is going to be brick uh, or dark wood, something of that nature. Um, but we've been recording our TV show, and now we're at Horns Up with Quan. And Nick has been wearing his shades inside, honestly, for the last maybe two hours. It's my thing, you know, when I, when I <laughs> teach it. It's two, when two I teach hours, it, I have my shades on. You and my boy T.O. would get along well. That fool wears shades at night and everything else. Tell Tell me why your boy T.O. was on the Bama sideline during the Bama-Texas game. Because he grew up in Bama. Okay. Okay. Fair answer. Yeah, he yeah, went to Tennessee excuse. Chattanooga, but he grew up in that area, and I knew he was going to. So when we played LSU, he had on a Texas uh, um, yeah, I remember that. pullover. But then when I saw that, I was I was like, you little. I didn't talk to him the next week. I was are still you, mad. But no, are no you, he's, he's good people. Are you tight with him from your days in Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. He was uh, – you know, it's funny to talk about a lot of things we do and people we talk about and CO gets his reputation of just being a tough dude and all that, man, that dude was one of the best teammates I've ever had. And, and again, we still keep in touch. We played one season together. Really? We still, we still keep in touch. If he's in Austin, he lets me know if I'm in LA, I let him know. Um, he was thinking about moving to Florida at one point to be near his daughter, all that good stuff. So one of the coolest dudes and, um, and, and just good people and still work out way too much for my liking him. But, um, you, do you see him run on the track? That dude is yeah. he, he can still play. It's he's it physically a hundred percent. It's a different beast when you have somebody trying to stop you and all that. 
Sure. Of course, he would argue I'm, I'm full of caca and he's a goat, but the um, <laughs> he's uh, it's it's tougher out there, but physically it looks like he can play. Like I mean, he hell he looks better with his shirt off than Brady, and Brady's doing it pretty good, but different positions. I mean, he looks like he's full Photoshop mode with his shirt off. I <laughs> and Quan, I'll let you marinate on this. You don't have to give us the response just yet. Maybe at the end of the show or next show we do, you could even have a little more time to think on it because we debate the best receivers you know we've seen the best of all time the best right now but nick's played as a walk-on on the team i played on the beach and toss also was a beach receiver um but you my friend are the only one amongst the four of us that did it in the big show so keep that in the back of your mind we'll hit you later in the show or maybe next week best five receivers you've ever seen not even ooh, college maybe separately ooh. to the nfl so you really have time to marinate and while you're marinating uh, on that stew. yeah let it stew little jambalaya we're not playing lsu this week we're playing west virginia i don't know what they eat over there i don't know what the- i feel like mountaineer chili really yeah they got some chili so i've yeah. been up there several times when i used to do my sideline gig and they eat it all, man. A lot of beef Squirrel. like us. They love their steaks. Um, it's it's not so much about what they eat. They like some chili. Yeah. They like all of that. They're, they're not too far from the Pittsburghs and Ohio's that has Skyline and all this crazy stuff. So they try to compete on that. It's, it's But it's about it's about the drinking over there. Oh, yeah. Food yeah. comes second. Y- Youngling, right? Or or uh, what's, the, what's the beer they have there? Is it... Uh... Beer. Yeah. Well, they Yingling? do have Yingling too. Yingling. 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 Yeah, Yingling's one of them. We actually finally got that on this side, you know. But um, it's it's about liquor though. They they love some bourbon. Not even like the they're so. I mean, Kentucky bourbon is legit, and they don't really give two bleeps about that. They just get whatever. Is whatever whatever gets them there, really, honestly. Because think about this: what they're also very well known for. And I actually one of the times I went, Craig was worried because I took a shot of moonshine. But um, <laughs> that's like a real thing there, and they make it the hooch. Moon, I, I once drank a jar of moonshine. Illegal. I don't. Is it le- What is the legality before we start talking to? Because I know you didn't want to talk football, Quan. The it's what very is illegal. The, what it, moonshine is illegal? Well, is I, think, oh, yeah. I think there's. I think there's like there's true moonshine, right? And then there's moonshine that's probably legal. That's not like a hundred like percent moonshine, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like ten yeah, percent right. so moonshine. That, like, of it. Yeah, yeah, they sell some of it in liquor stores and it's right. watered down. And then there's the stuff that they're drinking at those the lim- right, the limitless version of moonshine that's that's a hundred. Isn't there a nice tea brand called Moonshine? No. I think there is. I there's think you should- a there's a really nice restaurant in Austin called Moonshine. There's there a is. way. Next time we're all together in Austin, we should go there. It's great one of my favorite brunch. spots. Great, great brunch. We used to go there. We used to go there with our moms on Mom's Weekend. Uh, shout out to our buddy T Mac, whose family has moonshine at his house. I've always wanted to implicate somebody on our podcast. You just flat out gave me a no as I'm looking up moonshine iced tea right now. You just definitely no. There's not. I'm okay. Well, I'm not a moonshine tea expert. I'm a Texas Longhorn football expert. So let's get into let's it, get into <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, before we get into the West Virginia game, what are your feelings so far in the season? Obviously, last week we let it slip through our fingers. Maybe from your perspective, real quick, it how much to you know Bijan's walking around campus with the football? Is that too far? Is should all the pressure be on him? He did fumble an OT, but the defense let you know let the let the Raiders back in the game. So how are your feelings? Coming off from the Bama game into the UTSA win, which was nice. The Texas Tech loss, which was a, you know, we blew that one, but they could be good. And into the West Virginia game, a must win. 
I think Tech's, you know, I'll, I'll go back to, was that Dennis Green? They are who we think they are. And this is the truth. We didn't really know. We got a pretty new coaching staff. That's their first trip to Lubbock. They didn't know mm-hmm. what they were getting themselves into. That place is bad crazy. Yeah. And they're going to play us insanely hard in that place. And not to make excuses, but we are playing essentially our backup quarterback. Um, our backup quarterback played pretty damn good and got us a nice lead. But um, saying all that, we lost our number one receiver. The thing to me is I still a little bit nervous because I mean, I think that's now five or six blown second half leads. And, th- you know, first time, oh, it just happened. Second time, oh, coincidence. Now it's becoming cultural. To try and how do we get past that, you know, in golf or in baseball, it's the yips. You know, I can't do that. I'm, I have such a mental block. I can't get past that and do it better. And I think I'm a little worried that our leadership, and I'm not talking about even coaches, Coaches call plays all the time. Players make coaches' plays look better when you execute them. And and our leadership and our players, how are they just going to get over that hump? Because it happened a little bit before Sark even got here. It happened big time last year. I mean, I think we've lost five or six games that we won at halftime. As much as people bash Herman, I think he only had four in four years. Right. And this is a, this is a different team, right? The personnel that we're rolling out is completely different than it was last year. A lot of the players who are starters are not the same. Of course, there are some guys that are, but it's, it's a cultural thing. Like, like you're saying, like it's, it's deeper than just who's out on the field, who's, who's making those plays or the lack thereof. I just, there's points. There's certain things that'll keep me up at night, honestly. And that's that the Raider, the red Raider is going six of eight. 75% oh. on fourth. I, I didn't mean to make you sick, Juan, but you know, that's, six of that's I'm, I'm right there with you. Listen, coaches, I get it. But I go back to, I think I've referenced this before when I got the penalty after dominating the end zone and the festival bull crap penalty, but <laughs> I got it. Arakpo and Roy Miller came to me and said, Q, that's bull crap. That that's, they didn't use that correct word. That's our, that's our parent word. They said other stuff. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, said, totally. but we have your back. So Muschamp didn't call some twist or some turn or some, you know, insane defense to make them get a half sack. But they said, no, man, that's bull crap. We're going to win this game. We got your back. Totally. The very next play, they get the penalty. They return it to just about the 40, maybe a little bit inside. Roy Miller and Arakpo got the sack. The play after that, they threw it deep. Earl uh, Thomas knocked it down at about the four-yard line. Those little things about football, that six, seven yards they lost on that sack, even if they would have caught it, got tackled at the one-yard line, that matters to winning football. Right. And so, yes, oh, is it scheme? Oh, is it PK? Which maybe he – I mean, the same PK freaking shut their bus down in the first half. And so it's. I just feel like the psychological aspect of where these cats are – they, they, they really need to get past it, make a few plays, get on that next level. But again, going back to it, effort on the on, on defense is that if you're D line, 
you got some pressures, 40 plus pressures. Why are you not landing these sacks? Yeah, it was, it was so obvious though, that they were just gassed at the end of the day. I mean, you can see that they ran so many plays compared to us. They ran about 106 plays. Yeah. They ran over a hundred plays, I think to our like 60. And when you're on the defensive side of the ball, obviously the goal is always three and out, three and out, three and out. Right. And stopping them on third down. And we stopped them on third down what, 17, 18 times? Mm -hmm. And they just chose to go for an extra down. And when you keep on getting those extra plays, it's just so mentally draining, right? I agree. Wears you down. From my standpoint, we stopped them on third down. And I think on one hand, instead of the guy saying, F this, we're going off the field now. You're going to disrespect. Take that as disrespect. Instead, these guys are like, oh, they're going for it again. And that's why they get it every time. Well, there's there's also the element of this is college football. This is not the NFL, right? Like teams go for it on fourth down on their own 30 all the time. You can't go in as a defensive player with the expectation that you're going to be on the field for three downs and you do your job and then you're off. Cause that's not how it works in college football. Right. Special and, teams are so much worse. And the, and the coaches have to, they have to be telling them that maybe they are. I'm just what, what, like the normal idea of what you have right. as a defensive football player is completely different, especially in a massive rivalry game like that, where it was clear that they were going for it so much on fourth down because from a talent standpoint, they were rolling out their backup quarterback too, right? They were relying on their backup quarterback as well. Yeah, We we beat them from, if you just look at both of the teams, talent to talent. And so you, it's the same thing that we saw in the UTSA game when they when they whip out the onside kick. And we're like, we know why they're onside kick. Right, Because exactly. they're trying to take advantage of They have of nothing us. to lose. They're right. like, we're going to play it this way. We're going to play it. And they're going to see, Texas is going to see a little bit more of it because we do have better talent this year. 100%. We were look. That's not the last thing that's going to do that to us either. No, oh, you bet, no. You bet, why would they be like? First of all, there's a couple things of like. Once everybody saw that we almost we were a minute away from beating Alabama with pretty much with Hudson Card the entire game. That was further notice. Okay, these guys are a for real. They think they're you know what now don't stink, which is probably the case. And this is this could be the last game Texas plays in Lubbock. They were coming for B-L-O-O-D. Yes, that's, see, and that's the, those are the storylines that, baby. how do we not know that as a team? Right. That's how they're thinking. They want, they hate us more than they like themselves anyway. It yeah. could be the last game. <laughs> Why didn't we have that sense of urgency? I love that. that, that like they did. We, that, like, that's exactly right. Why are we not matching their level of intensity? And those are the inconsistent things that's driving me crazy. But from a player standpoint, you, listen, you're the one getting hit in the mouth. You don't want to get in this and doing that. So hit them back. Do something mm-hmm. different. So that's the frustrating piece of it. Okay. So other than never using the wildcat again, because if I see that one more time, I'm going to punt the TV. <laughs> what are well, some adjustments? Yeah, that's true. It um, it doesn't work. You can't sell me on it. Well, you it can't work. We talked about this Quan on on the show. Well, they know you, exactly what's coming it, every it time. It can't work when you've never attempted a pass out of it. Like when they know that you're just going to run it and well, you've got a guy, what, what and you've got a guy who can, and the guy just didn't throw it. He can't throw it though. That's the thing is like, let him throw at least one, keep him on. No, but what like, I'm saying, what if they called that play and he was supposed to, cause I'm just saying I, I, in my head, I'm like, no way. Sark continue to call that back to back to back to back, but there certainly is a way he called a play in the receiver or, or, or the running back chose to run it and not actually 
execute the play. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine there's a I I would imagine there's a breakdown for Roshan within the play call. Okay, I would assume which I I don't know because it never happened. Option one is to get the ball to five. I would assume option two is to pull it and take it yourself up the middle, which was done every time. I would assume option three, if neither thing or if they really bite on the run and you see one of the receivers open, take a shot. But I don't. We were never. But that's even like to that you're, point. You're fourth and two though. The way the it was fourth and down. it's like it you get that's you're you're asking a guy who's not taking most of the reps at quarterback to make at least two reads right and it wasn't a read option essentially what it turned into each time was an hb direct with a lead blocker like that's mm, right which is and, a very and, and if i'm doing exactly that, what's coming as a defender there i love roe but roe you need to be the lead blocker and b john right. robinson need to have the ball in his hand like right yep if you're gonna run a play like that so it's it, it, those situations are just super frustrating and Pusa. but yeah no man i <laughs> and i only say that to say i it, it just be, it's really hard for me to swallow sure Sark calling the same play three times in a row. That's not him, you know. No, that's not his style. Like he doesn't do that. And so I don't know. Maybe players saw something differently. If you give them options, what they take is not always the right one. So I, I that one fortunately didn't keep me up at night because I was like, I'm not gonna believe that he did that Mm -hmm. in that moment. Well, he's called a good season thus far. I'll say that for sure. What are assuming we're running out one again? We're at home. It's a nighttime game, finally, yes. under the lights, which is great. We're at home, nighttime game, in conference, must win. Look, forget the playoff. Glad that monkey's off her back. Big 12 must be in sight. You win this game at home, which you are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. It's a big favorite. And head wow. into Oklahoma, who's vulnerable because they lost at home to K-State. The game they should I think have. Beat. We talked about it earlier in the season. K State ain't no slouch. Manhattan. We ain't going. We ain't going to get ahead of ourselves. But I'm nervous. You could, thank you. I'm glad they're one are. of the best playmakers in college football. In this team. They're not the best out of the backfield. So, what adjustments? Q. We'll start with you. What are you looking to see from this team? Obviously, a mental bounce back, but maybe something on the field that you want to see go down from the offensive side. You know, um, injuries are a part of football. And, yeah, and and that just kind of happens. But getting back out there with your with your peeps, getting back out there with your your ones, um, I think that in itself, I, like I said, I think Hudson played a pretty freaking good game. Um, but there's a level of having yours. We've talked. You don't wear a mullet if you give two bleeps. I mean, and that dude just he raises the level on both sides. Just seeing him out there doing this thing. I mean, it goes back. Nobody's saying yours is events, but the defense, when we played, would be like, all right, come on, come on, let's get this right. So we want to go see what this guy's about to do. We're yeah. going to see what our offense is about to do. Yours has that kind of lift team lifting abilities about him. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you can see it when you watch, it's just a very different vibe. So hopefully if he's back out there, it's worthy is back out there. You have your full crew back at mm-hmm. home at night. That has to help. Yeah. But that's it. And we started out on fire on every freaking thing. So if I'm being honest, do that, have that script, get a lead. But I want to see us score three, four touchdowns in the second half. Yeah. I really do. I want to see us not run out of gas. Well, and this is a team that obviously JT Daniels is their QB who has played Texas before and lost. But in Austin. You know, so 
Yep. In Austin. So chip on his shoulder, right? Don't forget that he's going to come at you hard. Mm. And then they've got a stable of running backs. They've got three running backs that are, that all can play They're They're leading time of possession against their opponents by seven minutes average for the four games that they've played the two and two, of course. So they've lost two games. They're very beatable where I think Nick, you said like a nine point favorites. Is that right? Yeah. We're nine and a half point favorites, but yeah, but they're going to try and run the football on us and hold on to the ball as much as possible. Yeah. CJ Donaldson's good. And he's big. 62240. And he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a freshman. He's a freshman. Well, I mean, it, you know yeah. what, though? See the, can we see the birth certificate on the 62230 <laughs> freshman? That's a grown-ass man. You, you know, <laughs> the, the difference, though, is, is what I crypt tonight. I actually think we've done a decent job versus the run. We haven't done a def- decent job on off-scripted runs. Our last three weeks, we've played some pretty damn good mobile quarterbacks, starting with young old boy from UT- UTSA and then last week. The beauty that I think could be a positive for us is um, Daniels is not. No, no he's a pocket passer. So ultimately, when you when that's not a threat, you can game plan to for those running backs right. and trust the back end. And so hopefully, at least eliminating one of those threats from 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 the quarterbacks piece of it those are the guys we've been missing tackles on. We've actually right. tackled very good versus running backs, tight ends, receivers. It's been the quarterbacks we've been missing tackles on. Yeah. But but finishing, you know, not just if you're a defensive lineman or an edge rusher, not just beating the guy in front of you, but finishing the play, I think is going to be really paramount for our guys. Because it's not that they can't win those, those one-on-one matchups. It's, but you got to get to the quarterback. You got to get them within the grips and man, there were so many times we were watching that game last week and our guys are in the backfield and we're screaming at the TV, get them, get them, get them, get them. They had 44 pressures last week. The yeah. most in college football, and they came away with one sack. Yeah, I mean, you we saw it. I mean, it's it's crazy because we've seen Watts make big plays on the outside from a hit, from a hitting standpoint, and we've the inaudible people have been. I mean, just you know, the eye test people at the bar being like, "Oh, who's number six? You know, taking a shot over there." Yet he was the one that missed the tackle that would have won us the Bama game. It's just for some some odd reason. We need to wrap up in the backfield and get some, not even sacks, yes, but some tackles for a loss. I, I saw a tweet in response to Bijan Robinson carrying the football around campus, and they were saying something like, you know, his teammates have tried to jar it out, and a couple of students have tried to jar it out, and so on said, are they also letting the defense wrap up students on campus? <laughs> no, I mean, for so you, you mentioned earlier, is that too much? In, yeah, it is. I, I think we're way past that. The program was a phenomenal movie, by the way. But I, I see it as a, a, a hu- humility thing. I see it as Bijan owning it. And I think that's a good thing. I, I don't think any of us are worried about Bijan coughing up too many balls. I mean, that's the, unfortunately. And, and if we really be honest, that I, I fumbled once, I think, in four years. And very similar to that. The guy put his helmet right there. And fortunately, mine wasn't recovered. No, I fumbled twice, actually. One, one against AM, one against Nebraska. And the one against Nebraska, Casey Stutter jumped on. And one against AM, I knocked it out of bounds. So both of those times, while my fingers are all crooked, that helmet went straight to him and, and they made a good play. And I think the tech guy did the exact same thing. But to their point, we have no doubt Dijon, Dijon's that dude. Mm-hmm. We have no doubt Xavier Worthy is that dude. Yours is putting, you know, his name in that. Roshan's put so many guys, even Keelan for that matter. 
Can my problem is we got Demo on the defense, who's pretty freaking good and steady. He's 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 had a good start to this season. Sure. Bull crap calls on the targeting. But to your point about the DBs, you know, wh- whether it's a blitz, whether it's the 50-50 ball, my other issue, and they were on the field a lot, which could be changed if you get off the field on third, on fourth down, you know, that you, you don't run as many plays when you actually have a turnover on downs. But who is that dude on the back end? And we've had Murphy, we've had some dudes at D-line show sparks. But I think in the second half, the adjustments that have been made on offenses has been bigger than the plays that have been made on our defense. Well, mm-hmm. I think I think Deshaun's that guy. I just think that you have to get a true. Jameson? Yeah. I, I think... like him a lot. I mean, he's but, the but one he's, that. But you're, if you're looking for a guy to make a big play, right? But if it's a, if you're talking about a DB, like you better get pressure on the quarterback. You better get some QB hits to allow him to make those plays, right? It's not to a, a certain degree, but that offense last week and Graham Harrell's offensive coordinator this week, they get the ball out fast, right? Sure. And so, yes and no, they get the ball. Yes, I agree. You had the pressures, because um, I, to, to, in my opinion, you had the pressures because. Maybe the back end was doing a good job early on. Then you get the pressure, you don't get the sack, and then the off-balance, off-course plays, that's how you get exposed with the 50-50 ball. So it's all, it's a lot of different moves, but I, I think that offense, and we're going to see a very similar version of it with, with, with Graham this week is, for the most part, knowing that these guys saw, like, like y'all said, we saw what they did against Bama. They got some pressure on him, even sacked him a few times. And so – we're going to see a little bit more dink, dunk, get them tired, crossing routes, rub routes, mm-hmm. and somebody's going to have to make a play. Which I think we'll benefit from. I think we'll benefit from that because if you looked at all the Texas Tech plays, that quarterback had so much time to get out of the pocket, run around, find number one because he broke coverage, right? Price, like, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why he's holding the ball on for so long because our guys had him covered for the most part, and then our D-line just couldn't get to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that That's yeah. my thing. I agree with you, Toss, but I, I think he held the ball for a while because they weren't all that open. But if you have it for four and five seconds, I mean, good Lord, you Deion Sanders can't cover for that long. Right. Yeah. You could drive a truck through that. Pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, speaking of dinking, dinking and dunking from the offensive side, I, I need the Robinson brothers, Keelan and Bijan to get more passes. I need these guys no, out of the backfield. Bijan had one catch space. last game. So did Keelan. He had a touchdown. It was a touchdown. That, <laughs> I don't, what is wrong? Why can't we, we, we think use seven? about offense in the second half? Why don't we just re, redo the script that worked in the first? Well, let me. I punt, know that punt, sounds punt, crazy. Punt, one but... touchdown, punt, punt. Let me ask you guys something because obviously, Sark calls the plays here. He called the plays at Bama, but you got to imagine that there's a different mindset when you're the head coach calling the plays rather than being the offensive coordinator calling the plays, right? Because it's your it's your job. Like at Bama, it's, it's Saban's team. You know, like if he, if he calls the plays for Saban wrong, like he's going to get an earful, he might lose his job, but this is his team. This is Texas. He's got no one to answer to. So, well, and you have nothing else to different. even worry about when you're, when, when the offense is not on the field, you're not, he has to pay attention to defense now. Right. He can't be over there game planning, talking through this and talking through strategy. He has, he has literally three, four, he had say there's four things you need to do on the field, offense, defense, special teams, time management. He only had to worry about one of those. Right. A little bit of time management, but even Saban told him that, hey, we have a minute and a half. We have two timeouts. Let's go. 
So yeah, it's I, I'm 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 not a fan of head coaches calling the plays, which I'm trying to say. I was about to say, I'm 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 starting to teeter a little bit and, and just because really more than anything, again, it's because of the second half. I think when I go back to our times, the level of because we had an offensive coordinator, the things we talked about at halftime were adjustments, were what's working, what's not working. It was specific yeah. to that. And my coach, sometimes when Coach Brown was talking, we were still talking about adjustments. So you miss 10 minutes, 15 minutes of strategic talk mm-hmm. by also being the head coach in certain scenarios. Right. And we're not good enough to miss that 10 or 15 minutes it's been proven five or six times to this point in a couple of years. Yeah. I was just looking to see if there's like any news on it, you know, the, any kind of change. I don't think obviously, cause Sark is so talented from a play calling standpoint. I don't want to fully take it out of his hands. Cause when the offense is clicking, he's so imaginative and like, he, he just has so many things in his repertoire, but going back to it, like, I just don't know. Was there no adjustments? Do we flip this? Do we flip the game script when things are going right? That just such smooth smooth sailing. The minute things start to take a turn in any other aspect of the game, the offense seemingly seems to flutter. Dude, like we'll go five series with three and outs and get terrible. Six, seven look at look at the look at the. I don't understand. It's crazy. I like I can't not for the with the same players who were busting wide ass open in the front in the first half. I I, I don't. And I'm I'm too stubborn, and I don't want to watch it on that level. I don't get paid to watch film on that level, but I don't understand why it's such a massive difference. Like we usually had that first half script, but as every series goes on, we're making adjustments. To, oh man, they're actually they're playing zone today. Well, well, let's think about this route. Let's think about this combination. Let's think about this. How do we do this? Oh, man, they're kicking our line. But all right, let's throw a couple of bubbles. Let's throw in a screen. I don't know if I still seem like a true screen screen. Um, oh, let's throw in a draw. Do people not wearing draws anymore? Like <laughs> it's so many with Bijan. Are you kidding me? Get that rush. He's going to make one miss. So it's just when I nerd out thinking about the offensive piece of it, I'm just. And, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm so emotional about Texas Longhorn football when this starts to happen. I get sick of my stomach and damn near don't want to watch because I'm like, I can't watch another three and out. I literally like, said at the like, bar, what is I was like, going on? I was like, why did, why was this my hobby? I said that <laughs> at the bar to the people around us. I was like, why did I, I could have, I could have, I could have been a painter. I don't know if I would have been a good one, but I could have been a painter. <laughs> I think the reason like having, once we have Quinn back in the mix, not only are his intermediate and deep ball passes better than Hudson's, his ability to stretch the field horizontally, which is something we've been discussing, you know, getting those bubble screens and getting that ball with some zip out. Like Hudson, Hudson's yes, ball doesn't Hudson have 20 for 30 and he had like five drops. Hudson, he, his ball just lacks some zip is my point being from what we've seen. It kind of gets floated out there. Yeah. It's a little lofty, which could be, which I, could be part of the reason. I thought I'm, I'm with you, Q. I, I thought he, I don't think he played a bad game. He did what he needed to do for us to win the game. We should have won that. That's exactly where I'm at. We should have won that game. I don't want any I mean, Texas it's, fans Even to the speech. last drive when he got us in field goal range. Right, that exactly. The same ball was thrown and he balled out and used his yeah. legs. He's progressing and getting better. I think, um, I think uh, other, other pieces were the problem. That well, the yeah. defense was a problem. I, I said it last show, Hudson is a quarterback who could have played at most schools. He could have been the starting quarterback at Texas Tech, so you can't blame Hudson Card for for losing that game because if he was on Tech, we'd probably lose that game by more. 
I'm not blaming him for losing the game. I'm just, you know, going to the point of if we had Quinn. The well, the, there's, well, some, there's something different from an offensive play calling standpoint before before the snap has even happened when Quinn is the quarterback, right? Like yeah. the anticipation and the pressure that that automatically puts on a defense. And then he says, hike, like it's a, he's a game changer, right? He's yeah. that, he's that good. And in, in the intermediate and the deep throws that you're talking about, Josh, but also just like his reads that he's able to make. I mean, in that Alabama game, he's making pro level reads and pro level throws. Like that's just, we know that against Hudson's pros. Like, right, against, right, pros. against guys that are going to be playing in, in the bigs. Um, yeah. I mean, but JT Daniels is obviously a really talented quarterback. So our, our defensive guys need to, they need to come to play. Mm, yeah. I get what you're saying about that, but the problem is, Hudson, Casey, we're seeing a little bit of the same thing with different personnel when it comes to giving up these second half leads. Right. So is it the Jimmy and the Joes? I mean, I just, I got all these questions now that I didn't have before. And, and, but I also think psychologically offense and defense, when we get, when, when our anxiety gets up, and, and we've said it, or we, we just get in this weird, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not that they, we've said it all the time. They have to hate to lose. Not that they want to lose. It's that they fear losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that gets more timid, less execution. You get slower. Um, you know, all when, 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 when stuff gets harder, it seems like they, that fear of losing cripples certain level of the same execution you saw playing freely in the first half. Right. You, you play more careful almost. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's a little bit of it. So as much as it's a total team loss, coaches, players, all the above, but we were down by 28 and we still never feared losing. So we had that same intensity and we beat the hell out of them in the second half and won by 20, you know? And so that's those mindsets I think is we're just still so far from where we need to be to get over a certain level of those humps. But when your MO is winning and having an explosive offense and being the team that is typically feared, it's night and day versus the team or, you know, the program. And we talked about at the top, our MO is blowing these leads. Dude. So when that's your MO and it starts to happen again. saw what McGuire said. Oh, dude, that was piercing. (laughs) I told you they will break. That is so much of what we fought against being a Longhorn. We had that freaking perception and we beat it out of people. And unfortunately yeah. right now we're back. To we're that. proving them right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like that's like when that's your MO and then you start and it's the dam starts to like break a little bit, then you, then you, the, instead of you're going to panic because you don't want it to happen again. The, the, the thought of, Oh no, not again comes in. And that's pretty much as low as you can be. From a fighting they need standpoint. to be saying, I know. Yeah, yeah. We knew y'all were gonna come at us. We're Longhorns. Y'all, y'all play. It's your Super Bowl, but not today. We're about to whoop that ass some more. Right. And yeah, that's we what we're not stay in the stands. You're not storming the field today. Oh, we just exactly. need one more. Oh, one I more love touch. when they get close and think they were and and oh, and they have I to honestly, stay up there I, and take I, that L. I saw a clip of Tony Dungy talking about when he was coaching Peyton, and he said that Peyton one time ran like a right side blast run like twelve times in a row. And he just audibled back to it 12 times in a row. And I, I wish like against West Virginia, I hope we, I hope we even go under center and just give the ball to Bijan eight times in a row and just like, and just see what they can do. Cause if we're, and that's they, my, that was my point earlier. I was like schematically and all of that, 
there becomes a time where Arakpo and Roy or or Ship or me, and we're like, no, 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 this is our time. Yeah. Hey, coach, remember that play I told you we, we, we wanted to play, coach? Let's do it now. I'm going mm. to win. I don't care who's right there. I don't care what covers they're in. I'm going to win. Throw me the freaking ball, coach. Mm-hmm. And that's, we just don't really have that mindset. Yet. And you can lock it in that Bijan's going to, He's gonna rush for over 150 yards. He's, After he fumbled, he's he's gonna have oh yeah, a he's field about day. to fall out. He's seen. Oh, by him. the way, not to pour some salt in that wound, but that mindset I'm talking about is what we saw in Bryce Young whenever they beat us. Yep, had a so-so game, but when it mattered more than anything else, corner blitz, perfect call. Nah, the anxiety the, that creeps in, he's able to blind it out. Right? Yeah, he's, he's able to, to block the, it out. Anxiety that creeps in on us is adrenaline that creeps in on him right mm-hmm. saying now two plus two equals six because i'm about to do that to you yeah, yeah. <laughs> versus two plus two equaling one and a half which is what's happening to our folks right? yeah 100 i mean bryce young goes okay now is an opportunity for me to show you why i could be the number one overall pick in a 10 year plus starter in the nfl but i do want to acknowledge that you said that he had a so-so game which yeah, I haven't seen you since then, Q. I did say it was going to happen with Mr. Young. But you I did, did keep... man. I'm telling you. I was like, hey, you did. This I... is the thing. Also, to, to, to add on to that, he also is the type that looks over there and sees that anxiety and that fear in their eyes. Yeah. And that He's just won. makes you that much Definitely. more. He's as a well as the, both sides of the ball. Yeah. So those little things about the game that, that, that you can't see on TV or even there, it's been our issue. It's been our mm-hmm. trip tonight, and may, we have an opportunity to change that Saturday night. Let's do it. Let's change it up. Let's get that win, get back on track, heading into the Red River. Q, before we go, we asked you at the top of the show, top five wide receivers you've ever seen in your entire life, real quick. Golly, man, that's a tough one. Um, you, I mean, again, you, you have to say, want to play with T.O. The guy was just, his numbers speak for themselves, and to be so freaking big, it was fascinating to see him put in that work, outwork everybody. And, and I'm not going to say in order. Of course, he went a little loco, but I'm sorry, but Antonio Brown was a monster. Mm-hmm. He was an absolute beast. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he was just that good. Larry Fitzgerald, let's be real. As, as, as good as it gets, some of the best hands on the planet. Um, Good dude, I, too. I, I play with Megatron, and so... I played against Megatron. So, I mean, I, I saw some dudes that were just freaking absolutely insane and next level. Um, And then. Randy, Jerry. Randy, Ocho. you got to say Randy. Well, I mean, Jerry and Randy are different. And, and I thought you said actually got to see. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was great. No, yeah, yeah, so I actually got to see. Now, Jerry numbers speak for themselves, too. But yeah. if, if I if I had to pick a one, and this is a. <laughs> T.O. might not answer my call again, but Randy just did things that were different. Oh, yeah. You can't argue my eight-year-old son will catch a ball you got and moss. say, I moss somebody. Like, that. he was game-changing different. And so Randy is a beast. Um, he's a country bumpkin, too, so that helps. But Randy so and T.O., so I'll put him at a tie, but um, and then the rest of the guys that I named. So weird. And those are the ones I actually got to see. 
Yeah, of course, it's personal. So weird hearing Randy Moss talk sometimes because like he talks and he's got like a twang. Oh it's like man, he talks like that. Titty. He got such a sudden twang, and that cat is country. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He grew up in a town like Mark. <laughs> well, speaking of country, let's go kick some country bumpkin booty this weekend against West Virginia. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, Rockstopples, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Crowder, and the Quan Cosby. Let's get to three and two, fellas. Get your horns up. Yes, we'll see you okay. next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.